0: So there's this app. It's a new app. It lets you, if you live in the state of Pennsylvania, it lets you call up the health inspector reports for local restaurants and see what violations they have. So if your favorite restaurant has bugs of some kind or rodents of some kind or just general filth of some kind you will know that those things are present and you can make an informed decision as to whether you choose to avoid said restaurant in future or throw caution to the wind because you just love their food. I have to admit, I might have been guilty of doing that in the past with different restaurants, even though I knew they had violations or they looked like they had violations. If I loved the place enough, I would give it some leeway. Anyway, recently I decided to look up myself (laughs) for no good reason. Just as a lark, I was feeling silly or tired or both, and I looked up my name. And lo and behold, one violation after another. And I'm starting to worry about how this information got in the app. I really don't know where this came from. And it's not health inspector information, it's life inspector information. So, for example, <laughs> if I made a mistake a couple of years ago or a couple of days ago, even, or if I did something less than honorable, not that I've ever done anything like that or could ever imagine having done something like that, it Shows up in my record on the app I can see it right there as plain as day So, for example, a couple of weeks back I cut somebody off in traffic Okay, it happened It happened It was a mistake, but I did it And there it is in the app I'm getting reviewed on the fly And, to make matters worse I just found out this morning That some negative thoughts that I had have been written up in the app. And I'm starting to worry. How much is going to be bared in this app for everyone to see? And what is it going to mean for my future? Because I've already noticed, and I'm not just paranoid, but I've already noticed that people are starting to avoid me. People give me funny looks in public. I've noticed people looking at me and whispering among themselves. And I know what they're talking about. They're talking about the app. They're talking about what I did as recorded in the app. And this is not my imagination. This app is not my imagination. And what's happening is not. I'm not paranoid. I'm not. This is happening. It's going on. I'm warning you. You should check the app. And in fact, you should check every app in which any kind of review is put. And you should see if you're in there. Or conversely, you could just leave a live a pristine life. And make sure that you don't do anything dishonorable or make any kind of mistakes. That's a rather simple process. Though I suppose if that could be so easily done, maybe I would have been doing it all along and wouldn't have to worry about this little app friend of mine. So anyway, it's got me worried, especially because of what I saw this afternoon (laughs) before this podcast. I'm a little not just worried but terrified. And maybe I'll talk about that later. Anyway, just another day in the life of Robert Jashanik, that's me, the USA Today best-selling author of science fiction, fantasy, comic books, mystery, nonfiction, essays, poetry, you name it. I write it and I love writing there's never been a better time to be a writer, and I am a writer, and I love doing it. I'm, I love ha- ha- having this writer's life, and I'd like to talk about it here on the Introverted Exhibitionist podcast, the IE Cast, the Oddcast. And so it's been two weeks since the last time I dropped by and filled your ear with some information about my life and my world and my writing, which, of course, is what the IE Cast is about. So I thought I'd fill you in a little bit, get you caught up before we move on down the line to the next exciting adventure of my world and of yours, which I'm sure is just as exciting, if not more so. So since uh, my last uh, visit, uh, I've healed from my left eye cataract surgery very nicely. I'm uh, real happy about that. I don't see the quadruple quintuple halo effect around headlights and streetlights uh, when it's dark out, and so I can drive which with much more confidence at night. And I've also noticed, interestingly enough, when I shut my unsurgically altered eye and look out of my new eye, my, my eye with the new lens, the one on which the surgery was performed, I can see colors and light more brightly enhanced. Things look brighter and more colorful. And if I look through the right eye Which has not yet been operated on But will be next Wednesday Things look a little murkier So I guess maybe there was a film Over everything all this time For I don't know how, for how long But for some time I've been seeing things Not through rose-colored glasses But through crap-colored glasses Which maybe could explain a few things About my attitude The way I look at life The way I look at the world, you know, it could have something to do with that. That's occurred to me. So maybe when I get this second eye done, the right eye, next week, keep a good thought for me. Maybe when everything lights up and all the colors are brighter and more normal and more saturated and the world looks brighter and better to me, maybe it's going to change my entire attitude toward everything and everyone, right? That's an exciting thought. Maybe I'll look at things and I'll be like, hey, that's a little brighter. You know, maybe things aren't so bad after all. Maybe I shouldn't be so grouchy and crabby and maybe I should, you know, feel better about everything and take each day for what it's worth. Live life to the fullest. Do all the things that I've wanted to do. Tackle that bucket list. Be nicer to everyone. Plant a tree. Adopt a puppy. Be nice to people. Hold the door for an elderly lady. Let somebody go past me in traffic Instead of thinking about cutting them off Maybe this is what the future is going to hold for me Maybe I'm going to become a whole new person Because in case you didn't know I can be a little bit crouch- grouchy sometimes A little bit crabby and a little crouchy um, You know, I've had, I've had my moments I've, I've had some attitude issues from time to time uh, Not Larry David uh, style Not that far But let's just say I, I can respect him <laughs> I can get behind the Curb Your Enthusiasm show. It's one of my favorites. Uh, There are times when I wish I could be more forthright in expressing my irritation about things because, let's face it, things drive you crazy. People drive you crazy. But maybe that's all going to change now as the world lights up and the colors become brighter and better and bolder. and, And I think this is an exciting, potentially an exciting time in my life. Or, alternatively, and much more likely, I will get used to the difference uh, in the colors and light. It will all become old habit. I'll take it for granted. And my old grouchiness and crabbiness will surge back stronger than ever in spite of the new look of the world around me. Or a third alternative, something else I've thought of, wouldn't it be ironic if I finally get this vision Fully restored Fully saturated and supported And and brightened and heightened And then the world ends (laughs) That's possible too Let's face facts Look around you Things are going downhill in certain ways Not getting into politics I'm just saying Just saying Some danger signs Things are getting a little, uh, little scary but uh, yeah, that'd be like Burgess Meredith in the, the famous Twilight Zone episode, "Time Enough at Last." Remember that one? He he uh, was uh, he had a guy with he was a guy with big uh, Coke bottle reading glasses. He loved to read, but he never had time. He was a bank. I think he worked in a bank. And uh, finally, there was an, an apocalyptic uh, arms race exchange, uh, and and the world did end. Everyone was gone except him. He finally had time to read. He got all his books from the library, stacked him up. He's like, I can't wait to get into this. This is great, finally And then he dropped his glasses And they shattered (laughs) Not quite the same as what I was talking about But the irony Is is sort of the same In some way So to me, everything is like an episode Of uh, of the Twilight Zone And let's face it, the Twilight Zone had such a huge impact On our culture and our world If you really think about it If you look at a lot of TV shows and movies um, Days of my life They've been influenced by Twilight Zone. They could easily be Twilight Zone episodes. In many cases, they are cribbed directly from the Zone. Uh, and in other cases, it's just they either were inspired by the Zone or they are just so similar. Maybe, maybe, the, maybe that's what's actually happening. The world is becoming more like the Twilight Zone. Maybe Rod Serling was more prophetic than he even knew. And we're all just moving in that general direction uh, to, toward a world of great irony and strangeness and uh that's possible too you know so um anyway that's sort of what's been happening for me i've been changing things up and seeing things differently and and it's interesting it's not lost on me i've also been doing a lot of work as i've recuperated from the surgery i've been doing some writing of course i've been getting finally finally last week i got back into the groove in full so i never quite quit writing. Even during the procedure, I was trying to come up with things, ideas, working on little bits and pieces. But it did throw a little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of, a, of a block into my world there for, I guess, for a week or so. But shortly after that, I started work on a comic script for Fractured Scary Tales, which is a comic book uh, anthology series that I write for. Uh, it's, it's published by a guy named Kevin Glover, and it's uh, it's a really cool satirical series, and I like to write stories for them occasionally, just little short pieces. This one uh, is uh, coming out, I don't know, sometime soon. It's a it's a western piece, western. Uh, it's a western story crossed with monsters, and it kind of I think it came out nice. I, th- I think it came out well, and I'm looking forward to seeing it uh, illustrated and published. So that's coming out uh, sometime in the near future, I think. Uh, I also started work on um, some other projects. I wrote a short story for Boundary Shock. Boundary Shock Quarterly is a magazine. Actually, I think I finished that before the surgery, maybe. Let me check. I keep track of everything here. I did. I finished that before the surgery. Anyway, um, it's a cool story, and and I'm looking forward to seeing that in print. So I might have just... uh, Gotten a little confused just now, but anyway, that's the most recent short story that I wrote, and I'm working on some other projects as well. I had a book signing in Altoona, Pennsylvania, which was pretty cool. It was uh, to mark uh, a book of mine that's been in print for a little while. It's been out for a couple of years, but it continues to sell really well. It's a nonfiction book about a defunct department store in the Altoona area called Gables. It's called The Glory of Gables. And it's, uh, it's really been well-received. Pe- people continue to buy copies, and, and it's just it's something that's gotten me some notoriety, and it, and it led to this book signing. And that was a fun day. I got to see a lot of people I knew, and some people came up and talked to me about the Gables Department store, and I signed books for them, and it was a blast. But the, really, the, the, the cool, uh, another cool part of that day was that we went to a really great Thai restaurant. Not that I measure everything that I do according to what I eat, but I do, <laughs> and I, I'm aware of that. I'm keenly aware of that. I think that's why I've had trouble losing weight uh, recently, even though I'm trying to ramp back up in that direction again. But that was a fun time, so I, I had that book signing. Uh, another project that I've been working on is a book about interns, working with interns when you're a uh, an author and publisher. I've been working with interns for a number of years, actually, since 2014. I think that's when I first started. And I've had quite a few uh, inter- interns in the program over the years. And it's, it's really grown and succeeded. And it's become something wonderful. I, I love working with uh, young people. Uh, I love the exchange of ideas. I-, I am very fortunate to have people helping me with tasking that helps my publishing company, to grow and succeed, they help me get things done that I would not otherwise be able to accomplish. Uh, but at the same time, it also takes time uh, on my part to supervise and work with the interns. And so it's, it's, it's really, it's a give and take. So it's more than just, oh, I'm getting somebody to do work for me. It's also, I'm teaching them some things that I know that could help them to succeed in future as authors, publishers, editors, and, and I try to teach them about the world as it now stands in, in the publishing world uh, because it, it, it continues to change. It's changed so dramatically just since I started writing and publishing. And it continues to change like every day. So I really feel grateful that I've had this opportunity to work with so many students in this program. And this book will tell other writers and publishers how to go about enlisting students to help them with their enterprises and some of the pitfalls to look out for, and some of the good things about working with student interns. It's uh, really coming along, and it'll be out really soon, Uh, so that's underway. And speaking of interns, one of my interns, Sonia Belts from the University of Iowa, is with us today. She's going to tell you a little bit about her world at the University of Iowa, which, as you might know, is an incredible Incredible writing center. It's really one of the writing capitals of the academic world. Oh, let's just say it. It is the writing, the creative writing capital of the academic world uh, in a lot of ways. A lot of great writers have come out of their program, out of their um, undergraduate program, and out of their MFA program. They're really well known for their MFA. And it's just, it, it's a fascinating world there. And this student, Sonia, is part of that world. And she gets to experience it on a daily basis. It's so exciting. I love hearing about her experiences. And she's going to tell you a little bit about that world right now. She recorded a segment, um, a a dispatch from Iowa. Just as last, uh, during the last podcast, we had a dispatch from the University of Pitt, of Pittsburgh, from my intern, Joseph Belt, uh, Melillo. Sorry, got confused. Joseph Melillo, he did a great job. He's in the midst of a great writing program there. Sonia's going to talk to you a little bit now, and then next week we're going to have some some more news, another dispatch from Iowa, from another student at the University of Iowa, and her name is Jenny, and she'll tell you about her world and her experience. But this time around, here's Sonia Belts to tell you all about her life and the exciting world of writing and learning about writing and working with famous people who are the products of these writing programs and who who teach there and advise there. And it's a dispatch from Iowa. So take it away, Sonia.
1: Studying English and creative writing. And despite wanting to write for most of my life, when I was in high school, I got sucked into the crazy vortex of science, technology, engineering, and math. Uh, which meant that instead of joining literary magazines or the school newspaper, I was building robots or doing crazy calculus. And I was surrounded by engineers and people who told me that writing was just a pipe dream and that I should get a real degree. Um, And so what's been great about coming to the University of Iowa is that I finally get to be around people for whom writing is their entire career. I mean, it's their whole life. And it's been really cool to learn, both from being here at college and from my internship with Pi Press, that you can be a writer in the traditional sense, sure, um, but you could also work in editing or publishing or media. And all of those things offer opportunities to work with writing, but in different ways that are all really cool. And I think the best part for me is that they're all real jobs that real people have, and I've gotten to meet some of these people. And so I finally have an answer when people ask what I'm going to do with an English major.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Sonia. What a great dispatch from Iowa, huh? Sonia is a really amazing worker. She's been doing such great stuff with Pie Press. I can't say enough good things about her. And uh, I just, I know she's destined for big things when she gets out there in the world as a writer, editor, publisher, whatever she ends up doing, so uh, I'm looking forward to more dispatches from her, and also the dispatch from Jenny next week, and also another dispatch from Joe. I'll tell you what, I've got a great team of interns this semester, and I'm just, I could not be happier. So you'll be hearing more from them, and uh, and and I'm looking forward to working with them throughout the remainder of this this semester and seeing where they go from there. That's one of the most exciting things about working with interns. You never know where they're headed in the world. And it's exciting to see because they can go out there and accomplish incredible things. And you can say, wow, look at what they did. And you can know that maybe you had a little part in that, that you had a little bit of a contribution. And that should make you feel good because paying it forward is always a good thing. And, uh, and, and, and I'm glad that, that I started this intern program years ago, and, and I hope to continue it for many years to come. Uh, I, there are so many other things that I have on my to-do list as well, uh, but I guess one of the biggest things that I've had lately is as a result of that crazy app, you know, the one that reveals your fails <laughs> instead of restaurant um, health inspection uh, issues, it, it shows what you have done wrong <laughs> and what you've thought about doing wrong, which is really even scarier. And I and remember I said that, that I was a little bit worried and even a little bit terrified about this app. Well, the crazy thing about it is that it's been telling me about things that I have not done yet and have not even thought about doing yet that are perhaps not as honorable as they could be. Things that I wouldn't even consider doing and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. And and then even worse than that, the app keeps trying to insist that I do these things. It's sending up reminders and notifications, and I keep switching off the notifications, and the notifications keep coming. (laughs) It's driving me mad. I don't know what to do about this app. It's, It's the craziest thing. I know. I know. You've heard about this kind of thing before. The app goes wrong. It's possessed evil forces on the internet, evil forces in your apps and systems and programs, but this is starting to worry me. It really is because I don't like where it's headed and I need to stop it. So I need to have somebody build an app for me that is going to counteract this app and tell me about all the wonderful things I'm going to do and the accomplishments that I have yet in store and that it's going to encourage me to do good things and wonderful things. And hopefully... Hopefully, it won't merge somehow with the other app and create some kind of an even more powerful force that could take complete control of my future and maybe expand outward even beyond that and make something even more horrific happen than I could even imagine. I hope that doesn't happen. But anyway, let's let's not dwell on that. Let's move on to the, the closing thought for this for this podcast for this edition of the Introverted Exhibitionist, the I.E. Cast, the Odd Cast. Now, I have so many projects in the works these days. And sometimes it's difficult to keep up with them, especially because I have a day job. I mean, I work by day as a technical writer for a company. And I really enjoy that job, I have to say. But it does make it difficult to find time to do the writing and publishing. But that's just part of the, part of the package. It's part of this world. Now, I could always quit the day job and focus completely on the writing. But then that opens up other problems, and other things that you have to account for and, and do in order to ensure that you have, for example, medical coverage, or that you're putting uh, sufficient money away for your retirement, that all your needs are met. And I know this is always a challenge for people who are freelancers by trade, unless you have become one of those incredibly successful outliers. And they are out there. I know there are probably some people right now who are listening to this podcast who have had incredible success and have quit their day jobs and are making money hand over fist as indie writers and publishers. That is a possibility because that's part of this world right now. You can do that. You can do that if you hit things just right. And if you have just the right strategy, just the right plan, it's an exciting time because it's possible. It's more possible than ever before that you can take your destiny into your own hands and do these things. But I have chosen a different road, and a lot of other people have chosen the same kind of road, and I just wanted to say, sometimes it bothers me, because I wish I were publishing, writing and publishing full-time, making a living at it, Uh, but it's not the be-all and end-all. And you need to keep that in mind. I hope that if you're like me, that you are able to stay focused on enjoying your writing, making it a part of your life, without having it take over your life and without worrying too much that it's not your full-time day job gig because I got to say, it's good to have a day job. You don't have to worry as much about certain things in life, certain huge important things. Like if you have to go to the hospital, will you have medical coverage? If you if something terrible happens, will you have disability coverage? Will you have a roof over your head? Will you have enough food deep? Will you have enough income? Because, you know, let's face it, Unless you're one of the incredibly successful outliers, and they, there are a lot of them these days, probably more than ever before, very successful authors, hugely successful authors who are making so much money, you can't even imagine it. Huge success stories. I, see, I read about them every day, all the time. But if, unless you're one of them, it can be difficult to have a steady flow of income from your writing. I mean, a steady flow from your income a site flow of income from your writing that's sufficient to cover all your needs as a human being, <laughs> and so I just wanted to say that I I realize there's no shame in that uh, having a day job. In fact, I am very happy that I have one. I plan to continue working that day job as long as I'm able, and I hope that you as well. If you are unable to write full time, uh, write fiction full time, I should say, uh, and make a live make a living as an indie author and publisher. Uh, At this time I I hope you'll still enjoy The writing and the publishing And that you'll make the most of it Because you can still make Some really nice money from it It can be a really nice supplement To your income As well as Being the thing that you love So much In your life And that's how I feel I mean, to me Writing is more Than A means To making money It is something that I love It's an important part of me And a part of my world A part of my life And I just love it. And it's the dream as well. It's the, you know, like the the, the impossible dream for Don Quixote. It's always been that way for me. And I am grateful that I have such a dream and that I live in a time when that dream is possible. And that it's not just some kind of a chimera off in the distance, a mirage that I know in my heart I will never, ever accomplish because... I've already accomplished it in so many ways. And honestly, if you're sitting down and typing a story or a novel and enjoying the composition of it and having fun creating a world and creating people, making things happen, interacting with your inner world, your imagination, then you have already accomplished that dream. And I just wanted to remind you of that in case you'd forgotten, because sometimes I forget. So that's the closing thought. For this edition of the IE Cast, and that actually is the last bit of the IE Cast. Thanks for joining us this time around for the eleventh edition. That's right; it's already number eleven. Incredible, incredible! I just wanted to remind you that you can look me up on the social media. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, as at the Fictioneer. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Goodreads. And Tumblr, you can find me all over the place online. Just look me up by name, Robert Shoshanik, and you'll find all kinds of good stuff. I also wanted to remind you that I have a Patreon, right? And you are invited to participate. In fact, if you donate, if you become one of my patrons on Patreon, I am going to include you in this podcast. In fact, I'm not just going to mention you. I'm going to invite you to send me an audio clip, which I might or might not use, depending depending on how it comes out. Uh, But if you you can contribute something, then I'm going to include you on this podcast. You can be a part of this world. So I'd like you to consider that. I'd also like you to consider leaving a rating or review online for the podcast. That's part of my bread and butter. That's what brings people in. That's what makes it worthwhile doing this podcast, knowing that it's reaching people, that people are enjoying it. And I also want to encourage you to jump into Facebook and look up Robert's Readers. Robert's Readers. It's a group on Facebook where you can get all kinds of free stories and writings from me uh, for no cost, no obligation, just because you're part of this group. And it's a nice group of people. Everybody interacts, and it's a very enjoyable Facebook group. So get into Robert's Readers. You'll get lots of great free stuff. And you'll be even more near and dear to my heart and to the heart of the IE cast. So get on in there and become a part of this world. I would love to have you in that group. So until next time, I'd just like to say, whatever it is that you enjoy the most, uh, keep doing it and, you know, make it a part of your world. Uh, If you're a writer, keep on writing. If you're an artist, keep on arting. If you're a musician, keep on performing. Whatever you love the most, keep on doing it as long as it doesn't harm somebody else. And that's it for this time on the IEcast. Good night from... Planet Bob, goodnight from the IECast, and I hope to see you next time on the Introverted Exhibitionist Podcast.